0: Climbers, the world, it's a crazy place. You know that, right? And if you turn on the news or social media, you'll run across a ton of stuff that's going to get your blood boiling or your tears falling. But is it worth it to write current event songs? Well, we're going to talk about that today on The Climb. So listen up, because we want you to win. Johnny, do that thing you do.
1: Welcome to The Climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you're gonna need. It's not about your talent, and then some big company plucking you out of obscurity and turning you into household name. You're gonna have to prove That what you do has value first because there's too many people that are doing it around you that have leverage. That's the new game. And that's why we created this podcast to teach you exactly how to do just that. C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. That's brilliant. That's a name. And that comes from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. He's a Dove Award winner. He's uh, Grammy-nominated, written songs on a Grammy-nominated album, right? Is that the right thing?
0: I guess Um, that's how it's said, yes. (laughs) Got a couple
1: number ones in Southern Gospel last year. So this man is just like a vulgar display of songwriting prowess. And uh, what I love about Brent is he is helping songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then he gets you in touch with the pros on a regular basis. And you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com.
0: And I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Yeah, it's complicated, but thankfully, Johnny's smart, and he knows all the big words and what they mean. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Conray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That is production singular, no S and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D who we're, we're going to get it done today, but we
1: are on the struggle bus today, bro. <laughs> you and me both, man. I just, just so we, you know how much we love you guys. Brett and I, or like he's like, we're both sick. We're both sick. Yeah. Dogs. Like, we're I'm both, pretty we're sure both- I got a fever. <laughs> I'm I feeling miserable. I'm propped up <laughs> on my couch right now. Barely, barely making it. <laughs> I've gotten over most of it. Actually, my
0: kids had it worse. Some of my kids had it worse, but there's still a thing where I might go, I might have to run to the bathroom any minute. So I'll just let you know. We'll just hit pause. You know, it's one of yeah. those kind of days where you feel there's oh, a clock I-
1: ticking. <laughs> This is how much so, we love you, climbers. This is how much we love you. Uh, that's just the long and the short of it. So, right. um, other than that, let's take care of a little business here. Before, well, first of all, what are you going to learn today? Well, today we're
0: going to talk about you know the current event stuff. You know, it's funny we just had the uh, the video content challenge, right? Mm-hmm. About the, the world's gone crazy, yeah, with the yeah, Brickmanero, yeah. and uh, I just had a jam session last, uh, I guess, a couple nights ago with members of songwriting pro, you know, membership, we do a jam session, which it's a Baxter name stands for just ask me. Uh, we hop on and, and I talk a little bit about songwriting and then the members ask me, you know, whatever's on their mind about the art the craft the business of songwriting and Papa Tommy, he's one of our esteemed members there. Uh, he asked about, you know, what's like with the Canadian trucker situation going on and different things. Like what are my thoughts on writing like current event songs? Like, Kind of, we could say, protest songs or political songs or just, you know, Kearney mm. event kind of things. And I uh, talked about it a little bit there, but I thought there was enough meat on that bone to, like, let's go ahead and do a whole podcast on that. Let's dive into that. So that's what we're doing yeah. today.
1: Interesting. I love it. Well, let's take care of some business first before we get into that. Let's. Uh, we want you to join the Climb community on Facebook. So it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Climb community. You have to ask to be let in. We let everybody in. And um, just be good boys and girls. We want to hear about your gigs. We want to hear about your new song. We want to hear all about you. And we want to hear it in the right places. If you put it in the wrong places, that's being bad, boys and girls. <laughs> and you shall be you shall be chastised um, lightly and, and with a soft hand and a compassionate mm-hmm. heart. You're you'll right. be chastised until uh, you do it again. And then you'll be cast into the gorge of eternal battle.
0: How long do we have to be nice?
1: <laughs> Until it's time to not be nice. <laughs> I know.
0: That's right.
1: And then you get roadhoused.
0: <laughs> and then you get roadhoused. All right. But we don't do that very much, thankfully. So, so community. This,
1: this community is killer, though, guy. Lots of people going back and forth, setting up co-writes, uh, getting syncs, talking about marketing stuff, talking about you know helping each other out, setting up get Man, there's all kinds of stuff in this community. I just love... Our climb community, and we want you to be a part of it. So share Mm -hmm. some wins, Brent. We got some wins, right?
0: Yes. So every Wednesday, uh, when I'm on my game, we post our new heights uh, post in the climb community, and it's where we encourage you to share your wins for the week, your music related wins with us, so we can celebrate with you. It's a great way to get your your name out there. Uh, It's not spammy because we're asking for. We want. This is a time to brag on yourself and what's going on with you and your music, and we want to know that. And it's fun seeing people interact there and congratulating each other and building relationship with each other through this post and the other stuff we have going, so it's a good it's a good time. All right, so a uh, couple wins. We're not going to have time to get to all of them, thankfully, but uh, here's a couple. So Bill O'Hanlon <sighs> says, uh, got two songs taken for country pitches at a pitch event last night. Got a song nice. placed for SYNC yesterday. To which Brad Hacker says, "Winning." So,
1: I spoke speak- to him uh, the other night. I had a meeting with him the other night.
0: Uh, Bill or Brad? Bill. Bill. Yep. So, I've
1: talked to him in, in forever, and he's looking good. Oh, I that's awesome. Bill. He, Bill's awesome.
0: He, he seems to, he's he's a busy man. He's a busy man. Yeah. So he uh, is. He busy is. Man. That's right. And Brad Hacker, um, he said, had a songwriter reach out asking me to build a track to write to. So did it. Nice. He loves it. And now they're going to they're going to ride it out, <laughs> and it's like riding in a band again without all the drama. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> yeah, he said I have entered a new frontier and trying to get better and better at building tracks, putting another tool in the shed, and I'm excited about that. So uh, then, of course, a bunch of people are hopping on there and and starting conversation about that stuff. So just good times, people getting some wins. Uh, we'll do one more here. Let's say. Um, Todd Williams, Jr., Climber, said, I got my first cut of the year on this song I wrote with my buddies Clay and Justin, and then he uh, has a link to it, which he's welcome to do there. It's a add to that artist and the track, so you can go listen to it there. But I love Todd. Todd.
1: Todd's worked with us before. Todd Todd's intern with us, I think. Or, oh, awesome. or Randy Barber, I think, is who we interned with, but we're all in the same office. Todd's a good guy.
0: Well, apparently he's a good writer, too. Got his first cut of the year, yep. so that is awesome. He's congrats, no dummy. He's everybody. no dummy.
1: Mama Ray is no dummy, let me tell you. <laughs> so that's uh, love it. Off. Yeah. All right. So, subscribe to the podcast or follow it, depending on whatever platform you're on. Leave a rating and review on iTunes. That helps us out. Please do so. And then, the, the biggest thing you can do is, is tell a friend about it. I mean, you're spending this kind of time with us every week, it's for a reason. Uh, you're, we're providing value somehow mm-hmm. otherwise you just wouldn't be here the down we wouldn't have the downloads if we weren't we're very proud that's what we're trying to do we're very proud of this and uh you know what you can do to really to to honor that it, it, it is seriously just tell somebody uh, another songwriter singer independent artist independent musician hey like check out this podcast, you know, like, mm-hmm. like it, it, you, you're going to learn a lot here. There's something, there's some stuff that can help you win because we want you to win. And that's the end of the game, right? That's the end of the deal. We want you to win. It's, it. a, it's a different game out there. The rules are changing and mm-hmm. you need a, a solid source of, of information from common sense that says, Oh, here's how you do it.
0: Yep. That's right.
1: All right. All right, So what's up?
0: Well, all right. So uh, again, uh, I had a question for the jam session and Uh, Yeah. You know, Papa Tommy mentioned the the Canadian trucker situation, which is going on right now, which, by the way, if you're listening to this episode in the future, uh, you may be like, the the what? Yeah, exactly. We're going to get into that, too. But, you know, he talked about the Canadian trucker situation, other political stuff that's going on. It's like, man, is it like what are your thoughts on writing current event songs like political commentary kind of hot topic kind of songs? And you know, as a professional writer, I definitely have my thoughts on that, so we're just going to dive into those, give you some food for thought uh something for you to <clears> run through your own you know your own filter, your own goals, and hopefully we'll help you on your on your climb so
1: so wait 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 let me uh-huh. I just have a question to ask though before yeah. uh, you go far. so this jam session you had was this after like Trudeau's latest announcement
0: uh it was on Tuesday night, so I'm not sure I don't know I,
1: I feel like okay, so that's that's when he came out and basically um, said that uh, you should probably. Is it important to, in, in this story to explain what's going on there? Or just nah. it's more important than an it, event. It's,
0: it's more just like there are current events, there are political things going on. Okay, what okay. are your thoughts on writing about it? Uh, and the the my first thought is, you know, follow your heart. Like if you are moved by something in the news to put pen to paper, then by all means put pen to paper. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, on those occasions when you are moved, uh, you're mad, you're sad about whatever's going on in the world at that time. Man, don't worry about the commercial or financial implications. Like, you're a writer, right? You know, I'm not going to tell someone, well, you can't write about that because the the numbers might say this or whatever. Man, we're artists. Like, we need to not shut down that part of our hearts that um, feel things and are moved. I think if you stifle that stuff, it's it's gonna, it's, you're gonna end up damming up a lot more, you know, of that river than you wanted to. That, that's yeah. my own personal thoughts on that. So, I'm well, not I, that, gonna- that's
1: part of the catharsis of, yeah. of songwriting, and and it's it it it's part of your job as an artist. You know, mm-hmm. your job as an artist isn't to try to create crap that sounds like it could be on the radio. Your job as an artist, or, and I always consider songwriters artists once yeah. again. I, you know, I know there's a distinction, but they're, to me, they're artists. It's like, yeah, uh, you know, whether whether they choose to be the artist out in front or not, it, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's, it's the, it's the blueprint of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, like, maybe you're not a political artist or something, and mm-hmm. that's okay, but there are so many great songs that have been written by, events that maybe weren't, like, just national, like, news events or political mm-hmm. events, right? Like, I think about, you know what I think about, just real quick, is, like, because I had a couple of these in mind when you when you told me what your title was, and I just started mm-hmm. thinking about a couple of them. But you have no idea how many songs were written about Andrew Wood, the singer of... um Mother Love Bone, after he no died. So, so, no so Mother Love Bone is the precursor to Pearl Jam. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so they were the band from Seattle that bridged that whole thing, man. They made that whole move. They turned all the record labels on to Seattle. Mm-hmm. and uh mother love bone was I, I mean you're talking like the guys from nirvana The got you know bowed down to mother love they were the local heroes they you know the guys from um alice chains were disciples mm-hmm. of mother love bone and the singer was like super super flamboyant and super cool and they got the first big deal from seattle the major deal that record is effing amazing it's one of my favorite records ever and before the record came out singer died of a heroin overdose you know oh, yeah. and uh, and then literally the whole band got Eddie Vedder as a singer, and they made ten, right? Okay. So those were like the new that's Mother Pearl Love Bone. Yeah. So that's Pearl Pearl Jam is Mother Love Bone with a different singer, essentially. Yeah. But um, so the, the whole Temple of the Dog record, which mm-hmm. had uh, which had uh, Hunger Strike on mm-hmm. it, and which had you know th- that whole record is all about. Um, Andrew Wood. Andrew Wood was roommates with Chris Cornell, and so they were best oh, wow. buds. And and so that's that's uh, Pearl Jam and Soundgarden getting together to kind of create. That's a whole tribute record. And Temple of the Dog is a is a, a term that 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 Andrew Wood coined. You know what I mean? And then uh, songs. There's a couple songs from Allison Chains, like Wood is is all about Andrew Wood, but it's W O U L D, right? If I mm-hmm. could would you, and he's talking about you know, something that the singer of uh, Allison Chains died from, which was heroin addiction, you know, like um, into the fire again, you know, same old trip as it was back then. He's just talking about, uh, you know, falling off the wagon and, wow. and, and and relapsing into drug addiction. But that whole song, if I could, would you like it, it's, th- those are all about an event, a, a death, you know, yeah. that, that happened. And so it's, so like when you do it right.
0: Yeah. Which it can be timeless. And that's, what we're going to talk about a yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'd say, yeah. Follow your heart. You need, if, if something moves you to write about, you know, four dead in Ohio or mm. to write
1: about, that's you what know, I was thinking about Ohio too. That was the other yeah, one. So does Nixon's coming mm-hmm, uh, to mm. write about, uh,
0: you know, courtesy of the red, white, and blue. We'll put a boot in your, you know, mm-hmm. but whatever that is. Uh, yeah write it like get that out because it's it's going to fester if you don't right if you don't it's going to it's going to kind of get toxic in there i think let that stuff really out <laughs> let that stuff out so uh-huh. i always want to encourage you yet yeah, do that now that may i may have a different answer when it comes to like your career and that sort of stuff and that's what we're going to talk about next is is you know check your pipeline like if you're all this you want to run through your goals as a songwriter. If if your goal is to I just want to be a great songwriter, then great. That's this is that's a different conversation. Basically that conversation can end. You can turn it off now. <laughs> you know, write the song. Okay, you turn it off. Now, if your goal is to get cuts, make money to be a commercially successful songwriter, especially if you're not the artist, <clears throat> uh, you want yeah. to check your pipeline. Okay? So, <clears throat> you know, are you also the artist? Like your pipeline, meaning how far are you removed from releasing the song commercially? Are you the artist? Are you the label? Or do you, you know, how can you get the song into the right hands quickly? Because there have been a lot of, for just a lot of, Current event songs that have that have gotten out there. You have Six Feet Apart by Luke Combs. Okay, so hear the term six feet apart. You can imagine what that's about, right? It it came out fairly early in the lockdowns and everything and and COVID in 2020. And Luke Combs wrote that. Boom. Got it right out. Uh that's that's also the beauty of the internet. You can get stuff right out there. Um, you have Have You Forgotten by Daryl Worley and Wynn Varble. daryl Worley was the artist, he was also the co-writer on that. So, um, you have Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, you know, with Toby Keith. So he was the artist on that and the writer. We have Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning by Alan Jackson. That's the one I
1: was just thinking about, too. Yeah. yeah. Did he? Artist did and he, writer. He wrote that. Okay.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 He wrote that himself. And so you have these, these ones that got out there. It's like, huh, I'm noticing a trend here. But they're the artist. They're the artist, right? Um, because they, you know, how personal is that? You know, about the, all the, all that stuff is, is so personal. They're moved to, to write this stuff that it's going to be hard to beat them to the punch, to be honest. Yeah. Like, okay, well, dang, Luke Combs just put that Six Feet Apart song out there. Well, I got mine that I just wrote the week before he put his out, and I'm still looking for a co-writer on it. Or I'm still trying to get the demo done to pitch it, you know. <laughs> and now his mm-hmm. is out there. Like, oh, well,
1: that sure takes a lot of the steam out of mine.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Now, now it makes sure it's look like
0: uh, um, it's a it's a f- the sequel. It's a it's a it's an yeah, impression. Like it's the copy. Yeah. So, like
1: it's not original.
0: Um, and Luke has a bigger platform, so um, I-, I think of this. Uh, one of the classic stores in my head of this, uh, when I first really started thinking about this, mm-hmm. it was back in like maybe 2000, 2001 or something, but whenever Jerry Maguire came out, that Tom Cruise mm-hmm. movie. Love that movie. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, and of course there's some catchphrases in, in that movie that, you know, show me the money. But the mm-hmm. other big one was you had me from hello at the end. Mm-hmm. He's had the big, you know, breakthrough moment with Renee Zillweger. And she's like, you had me from hello. And, you know, every songwriter watching that movie was like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you had me from Hello. It's got the alliteration. It's a love thing. It's like, come on. We're going to go write that song. And I was no different. The, the The alarm bells, the sirens went off in my head, too. You know, I'm like, oh, that's a title. But I'm like, I live in Little Rock. I'm a lyricist. I'm not the artist. I don't know any, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, it's a title. I'm not going to bother like, because I'm like, there's be like 3000 writers in Nashville tomorrow, writing this song.
2: And mm-hmm. they're just going
0: to beat me to the punch. Like if I'm writing it for <laughs> commercial success, like why, why am I? I'm, I'm still like trying to buy my ticket into the stadium and, and they're on third base. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm like, come on.
1: And we're going to steal home. looking are going to steal
0: home. And I'm like showing up at tryouts. You know, <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm not going to bother. And sure enough, you know, probably a couple months later, Skip Ewing and Kenny Chesney were the writers on You Had Me from Hello with Chesney as the artist. He put it out. It probably went into number one form. And, and I'm like, I don't begrudge them that. They worked hard to get to third base. They weren't born on third base, they worked hard to get to third base. That's just how it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, but. I I didn't write it because I wasn't so moved. Like I need to, you know, it wasn't a heart song for me. That would have been a fine, you know, like I want to try and write this song to write a commercial song. Now, if it had been a heart song, I would have written it anyway. And then I would, it would have been interesting to compare the two to see what they did that I didn't. You know, I think there can be value in that. When you hear that title, you know, everybody's going to be writing, go ahead and write it. And then when the other person hits the commercial world first to go, what can I learn from this? Now I can A B. I can comparison like Apple, you know, apples to apples. Oh, what did Chesney and Skip Ewing do that I didn't do? Is there something I can learn from this? Like that song's gonna be a hit. Oh, I like that angle. Yeah, because I've I've had that happen not intentionally before where I I wrote a you know, a buddy and I wrote a song, and then sure enough later, like a month or two later, somebody puts out a song that is similar, you know, not right on top of it, but it's like a similar to similar very similar theme or the same title or something like that you're like oh well crap okay well mine mine's not going to get cut but what can I learn from this like what did they do that I didn't do that maybe I can learn from to to see how I can zig instead of zag you know what can I learn from the craft from this mm. um but anyway yeah so the you had me from hello story for me is just a reminder that Okay, you know, I need to be doing more interesting titles, the stuff that mm-hmm. not everybody's writing. Um, but we're really talking about the current event thing. So, you know, a rapper like Tom McDonald, which uh, Johnny turned me on to, he can put out singles like Fake Woke and Snowflakes and No Lives Matter. That while these topics are still like white hot, he doesn't have to go through a label. He's 100% mm-hmm. independent. He has the infrastructure, he can put this. He does, you know, his girlfriend is the video editor, so he writes it, he produces it, he does it. He's the rapper, he's the singer, whatever he needs to do, and she makes a video, and then boom, they can put it right out, and it's there for the world, and it it does well. Like he is successful as an. They are making
1: artist. a, I think, a comfortable seven figure living.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and it's basically him and Nova, right? So, like, all right, cool, he can do that. And so if you're an artist and that's something you want to be a part of your brand, you can do that, too. And if you do it well, then I mean, he's really those are his songs uh, for the majority that have gotten my attention the most are the kind of current event songs. And if so, if, and that's, I think, really helped build his career because he can get stuff out there, that social commentary in a in a pretty timely manner.
1: And now he is like all political, right? So this is like a no, right he, wing. He's rapper, not all political.
0: Really? I mean, no, he has he has stuff that um, like best rapper ever is just about the internal insecurities of a rapper. He has he has songs about hip hop. He has songs about a lot of other stuff. Uh, Heart emojis is just a breakup song. So he's uh, he's not just that's the stuff that gets the most heat.
1: Yeah, I've only heard of political stuff. That's has the most heat right that's what get, that's what gets him the attention yeah
0: <laughs> and he's not dumb he knows that. that's interesting yeah uh but he has that infrastructure built up which is basically him his girlfriend home studio and youtube Yep. <laughs> right so he has that infrastructure and a work ethic and a work ethic that apparently will not stop
1: yeah and an understanding of uh and, and consistency. they definitely know how to honor the digital platform yeah
0: yeah Uh, So So, if if you can do that, then that's another reason to say, yeah, I want this to be part of my brand. If you want that to be part of your brand, then yeah, honor that. You can put that stuff out and it can help build your career because people I mean, there are people that I remember when uh, my brother-in-law, Matt Klein, was doing some of that political comedy stuff that, you know, there'd be people on YouTube getting millions of hits on these songs that were political and timely and funny, but they weren't that great. Yeah. just quality-wise they weren't great, but they're getting millions of views just because it hit right. It's the right topic at the right time. They're going
1: viral, yeah. <clears throat> they're going
0: viral and you're like, "Boy, that's not that great like quality. It could be done better." Mm-hmm. You know, so if it
1: could you be that, more smarter. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it could be yeah, smarter uh, as far as a song, it could be more well written and all this stuff, but you know, but hey, they were getting it done. Sometimes it's better
1: yep. to be first than to be better. It's always it to better stuff. to be first than to be better. That is one of the 22 <laughs> immutable laws of marketing. There we go. Just talk to Sony about their Betamax.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Which apparently is better than VHS. Mm. But who would know Everybody's that?
1: like, what the hell is that?
0: Exactly, yeah. What VHS?
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I, it's the things they used to store in phone booths. What's a phone booth? <laughs> right.
0: Uh, so, yeah, check your pipeline. It, if you want to write that current event song, I mean, I remember uh I was writing with my buddy uh, Brandon Kenny. He had a record deal on Capitol for a while. And he was doing this stuff that was uh now he's just a big old freaking hit songwriter, but at the time he was a really good songwriter and he had a record deal on Capitol. He's doing this really funny country stuff. So it's not like it wasn't like it was country and it was really funny. Think of like the funniest Brad Paisley stuff? You know, it's that kind of lane where it's not a comedy record, but kind of is, but it's a country record. It was this hybrid thing of like country songs that are just really freaking funny, a lot of them. Okay. And so we were writing, I was trying to land on his record. And I remember him, you know, getting, expressing some frustration with the label because they, you know, they were looking for like the single to put out kind of thing. But he's like, man, so much stuff on my record is like kind of time sensitive. Like they're, it's commenting or kind of poking fun at some stuff that like people are going to forget about in another year, you know, their lines like, and what the heck is wrong with Michael Jackson? You know? Cause at yeah. the time Michael Jackson was like hanging kids over railings and that kind of <laughs> stuff. And if you don't get the reference, that's my point. Yeah. Okay. So little things like that, where you're, they weren't evergreen, some of the songs. And so he's like, when need you get these out? Cause these are going to expire basically. You know, so even artists on labels can have some of that frustration. So just be aware yep. of your pipeline and let that feed into your decision as far as a commercial decision on what you want to do with that song and if you want to
1: write it. You know, I think I should make a, a, a qualification statement here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I, so I don't listen to rap. Okay, it's just not my jam. You know what uh-huh. I mean? I can appreciate it, you know, um, but it's not. It's not like in my playlist. That's just not my normal. Yeah, go-to thing to listen to um so for someone like tom mcdonald like i'm listening to tom mcdonald because i appreciate like how big he's gotten and uh you know i think it's interesting that he has a different point of view yeah and that there's that big of an audience behind it and i think he's really clever because he's saying um just a lot of common sense kind of stuff that is in those lyrics that are political you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and the uh you know, like fake woke and you know, these I I think I share a lot of the same ideas and mm-hmm. uh view view of the world that he does. And so therefore I know who he is and I turned him on to you because of that political stuff. But if you like rap, mm-hmm. then those things are gonna get you turned on to him because that's, what's going to be like inundated in your feed. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go down the rabbit hole and find all those other things like you did, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I, I think too many people like worry about being, you know, branded as this or that. I don't want to be a cover artist. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a political artist or whatever. And I, you know, I think a lot of really, really, really good artists have woven in and out of that without necessarily being branded a political artist. Yeah, you know what I mean. As long as it's a good song, and as long as it's got a good message in it, and and you're sort of you know hitting it from a, a common sense strategy or a humanity strategy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, angle or something, and you're not like um uh, you know, bashing something, but you know, I mean, Ohio stands up today is like a really great song uh mm-hmm. and and there's people that listen to that song and they have no idea why it was written. yeah, oh yeah,
0: you know, like and, and also for
1: some of the for some of the YouTube stuff, like YouTube is a political band, you yeah. know, and and I think a lot of people don't realize what Sunday bloody Sunday is or mm. uh, uh, bullet to blue sky mm-hmm. or um, God, what's the song he wrote about um, Martin Luther King. Um.
2: Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. I don't
1: know. Uh, shots ring out in the Memphis oh. sky. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> uh uh In the Name of Love. Pride in, yeah. in the Name of Love, yeah. And yeah. that's all about the 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 murder of Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. And so there's an event song, you yeah. know what I mean? But it's just a what a and, great song, and I too. Think, like,
0: I think too with rock versus country, um there's a lot more poetic license. Uh, It's not as like with the country, it would be like tend to be more, you know, you would spell it out and it'd be much more clear the story you're talking about. Right. Where some Mm -hmm. of that rock stuff, it's kind of more poetic. It's more, you get the abstract. It's, it's a little more veiled sometimes where like, you know, and you're listening more for the sonics and the passion and Bono's voice and the hooks and the, you know, stuff and the, and the heart in it. And it's not even so much like because it's a little more abstract to art than let's say concrete, which country is more of a portrait. It's going to be what it is. I mean, we'll you know we'll put a boot in your whatever you know (laughs) you know you go put a boot in your ass. You know, which is much more. (laughs) You know, have you forgotten where were you in the? You know, it's like much more like uh, clear what event they're referencing and exactly what's going on. Um, In general. In general. And I think that helps some of those rock songs stay timeless because uh, maybe it is maybe a little more veiled in some of those instances. Of course, I mean, it's just a generality and, you know, 87 percent of generalities are are false and so are 97 percent of statistics made up on the spot.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess my my point is is like don't be afraid to do it. You know what I mean. Write yeah. it. Write the song. Write the song, and then mm-hmm. decide if you're going to put it out because because if it's really well done, and maybe it's the only political song you're going to write or the mm-hmm. only event song that you're going to write uh, because it doesn't have to be a political event, right? Like we, we talked about, you know, I, I you know, I, the murder of Martin Luther King Jr was a lot of different things. Right. A lot of, I mean, it was horrible because Mm he's just a spiritual bright light Mm -hmm. leader. Just, you know, somebody that just came in and said, this is, you know, this doesn't make any sense and we're going to stop it. And everybody, like he just could communicate and connect and, Mm -hmm. and everybody, you know, love that cat man. And, and so that was like a, a loss. Yeah. As well as, a political event right yeah as well as you know just something so unnecessary and so sad right um and and so it can be it can be it can be multi-layer things and i think if if there's one thing that that uh that uh the rapper um tom mcdonald proves is that you know, Hey, if you, if you, if you hop on that, like if you've got something to say and it's mm-hmm. well done, mm-hmm. then man, that is a really, really good way to get out there yeah. on the digital platform, which is mm-hmm. how you're going to break not for nothing. yeah, And, and, and why not, you know, why not, why not use that? I mean, if it's I, something you believe and it comes mm. from your heart
0: and you're relent- you willing know, to need for
1: it, yeah yeah and you're willing to take the heat for it but also I I really believe that you know with some people they sort of I think people worry too much about their brand Mm -hmm. yeah, because now they kind of can I guess you know before where it was like you had a whole team and it's got to get on a radio and there's 50 other people that are going to decide but now it's like you get to decide but man I think the more it comes from your heart the more a, a part of your brand it really is
0: yeah and you know the whole thing about music or art or marketing, even sales, is joining the conversation that's already going on in somebody's head. Yeah. Right. Or putting it into words what they haven't quite been able to put into words yet. And so, like, say a guy like Tom McDonald or um, any number of other artists that are, have that kind of political message, people resonate when they go, Thank God I'm not the only one that's thinking that. Or to hear it going, Oh, that's awesome. Normally, I only hear that on CNN, but now I get to hear that with a sick beat and a melody, or I only hear that on Fox. But now, like, here's some dude that's, you know, I can crank it up and it jammed to it at the same time. Or, you know, like- that's
1: a really good point. Like, I, I never thought about that, but as mm-hmm. segregated as we are, mm-hmm. algorithms segregate. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Algorithms segregate, like, because it's going to give you more of what you want. Mm hmm. And less of what you don't. So we kind of don't have, uh, which is another reason it's not like a broadcast platform, right? We're no. broadcast, you're forced to hear yeah. uh, uh, both things. When we all had three channels, you had to hear both sides of the story. Right. Uh, you don't have a choice. But now, you know, we're just so, everybody's so insulated. It's such an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. And art can be
0: can bridge equalizer. Some of that stuff, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: I think, yeah, people resonate. And it's going, oh, somebody's saying the quiet part out loud. Sometimes that can be the draw of an artist doing a current event song where they're just they're speaking what they believe. And they're going to be. And so for the people that love it, they're going to really latch onto you and love you more and go, yes, that is my guy. That's my girl. They're saying the quiet part out loud that what needs to be said. Yeah, go say it right now for the people that don't like it. You're going to lose some people. But, you know, it's kind of the Kevin Kelly 1000 true fans uh, thing of. Well, you know what? It's not about how many people don't get it. It's not how many people hate it. It's how many people love it. Don't worry about the no. It's not how many people say no. It's how many people say yes, as Gene Simmons said about backstage groupies. So, (laughs) right? So, yes. It's
1: about how many people say yes. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) So, anyway. um, But, okay. So, we have, you know, follow your heart. Check your pipeline and your goals, Right. Uh, But then the other thing is, my suggestion is to make it timeless and positive if you can. Okay, so this is the commercial consideration. Like, oh, this thing happened. I want to write about this. What do I want to do? So, anger and finger pointing may have a place, but positivity positivity usually has longer legs. I think of the song Be a Light that was out, like, in 2020, I think, by Thomas Rhett, Hillary Scott, Keith Urban, Reba, and Chris Tomlin. Yeah, that's a crew. Mm. So, it came out at a dark time. you know, was it specifically about it wasn't specifically about uh, Black Lives Matter movement or Trump or COVID-19 or any of that. Right. It wasn't that you can point and say, oh, that's about that. That's but but it fit like it was more general, uh, mm-hmm. but it fit that time. So when they put it out, it, it was just like in a time, you know, full of darkness, be a light and a time of war you know, be peace in a time of hate, be love, that kind of stuff. You're like, it's kind of timeless, right? And it's Mm -hmm. a positive spin on it. And it's like that song could have come out 10 years before or it's probably going to be relevant 10 years from now. Yeah. You know, and so it very much, uh, and I wasn't in the writer's room, unfortunately, but it very well may have been written going, just watching the news going, all this crap going on. Man. And they could have said, There's a, you know, there's a virus out of China and it's, well, first of all, that would have got to take it out of Twitter. But, you know, they could have said, (laughs) you know, there's this virus out of China and everyone, you know, and everyone's getting sick and lockdowns. And there's a president who's tweeting things that are making people's heads explode. And there's, you know, but whatever, but be a light. Right. They Mm -hmm. could have done that. Tapped into Uh the moment. They didn't. They were like, in a time of war be peace, in a time of fear be hope, in a time of whatever, hate be love, in, in a world full of dark be a light. Oh! Yeah. So it can still feed off that, the current emotions, but it's more timeless, and it's, and it's a positive thing too, so more people can grab onto it. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I, I think about that. There's, um, it's like, kind of get to the emotion that the current details or the current events are causing you to feel or that you want to feel without getting into all the specific details and putting a timestamp on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So
1: there, there's a situation where we're always talking about specificity in songs. Yeah. And here it might be kind of counterintuitive where you got to be careful with that. Don't put too much specificity in. Mm -hmm. And if you can be a little bit more general about it, uh, it'll resonate and, and be more timeless.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. And that doesn't mean that you have to all of a sudden be vague. Sometimes it's, you know, I was, I wrote a song with my buddy, Steve Dean, um, hit songwriter wrote watching you for Rodney Atkins and, and a bunch of other stuff. He's great. And uh, anyway, I was trying to, I was trying to get on this Alan Jackson record. And, you know, it's all, this was probably 2020 or 2020, I think maybe 2020 when we wrote it. And so lockdowns are going on all this stuff and you're like, but you feel like, okay, what, might be a good sentiment to want to put in a, in a live show or a message to put out there. Like the whole world's been down. It feels like let's get to the getting back up, you know, Mm. let's get out of this. Like, yeah, that feels like a good sentiment. Like this, let's write this chorus that could apply to this time in the world, but let's not make the verses about that. Let's make the verses a love song. But let's write this course.
1: Let's get to the could, getting back up. That's just positive, man. That could be about a bad day. That could be about mm-hmm. a breakup, a divorce. That could be about, you know, losing somebody. That could be about, like, anything, yeah.
0: right? And so like
1: res- resilience. Like, the the emotion is
0: about COVID and, you know, pandemics and, and all this stuff. We're like, let's get out of this. Let's, we've been down. And so what we did is we wrote the verses about, you know, Uh, this couple that's been going through a rough patch. They've been down. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I've been missing our bed since the words that we said pushed us over the edge. Yeah, we both made mistakes. You know, and so it's clearly about this relationship that's kind of on the rocks. Um, So why are we just waiting for our hearts to unbreak? And then the chorus, and you think about this chorus in a love context or in the world, let's get to the getting back up. I know the best is ahead of us. Let's climb above the rain, find us a place in the sun. Let's get to the good part again and make it better than it's ever been. We've been down long enough. Let's get to the getting back up. Like, Mm. so that could totally be about Hell yes. That could you know, so I'm picturing like in a concert, you can go, Hey man, you know, it we're just coming out of a dark time. And if Alan talked a lot in his concerts, which he doesn't. But you know I'm saying like uh You know, it's good to be back out in the world again and uh, y'all you know, been missing everybody and, and we've been down long enough. Let's get to the getting back up. Let's have a good time tonight. But then the song's there about this love thing, but you're like in the broader context of the uh, hitting that emotion of yes, I'm ready to get out. <laughs> you know. Is that is that is that a
1: tempo song? Of course. My well, man, dance- I mean that cuz that could almost be that like, could be a show opener. Yeah. Like, you know what? You're in here now, you're in my house now, yeah, and I don't care what happened outside those doors.
0: Mm-hmm. Here we're getting to the getting back up. Yeah. Let's get
1: into the getting back up. You so know what it's I mean? Like an Alan- That's
0: awesome, dude. It's like an Allen Jackson mid, you know, we, we were like wrote it for Alan, uh, a mid, you know, Alan toe-tapping, your head-bobbing kind of Jackson feel. But thing is, so it, it came a lot from that place of what's going on in the world right now. <laughs> But let, <clears> let's wrap this in a, in a way that could be more timeless. And unfortunately, his his team passed on it for for that record. But you know what? We can still pitch it forever. Yeah, because that message yeah. will never go out of style because we wrapped it in in, um, in a relationship context. So there's always there's, a lot of people. fighting. A good
1: angle from from a songwriter. That's not an artist's point of view. I like that.
0: Yeah, but still, that course, man, I could I could sing that about anything. Yeah. You know, you t- you play that over clips of the news. You know, that could, be, the that could be that,
1: that chorus. If that's like a big shout out, I've never heard this song. Yeah, but if that's like a big, if if you can make that like a big, anthemic thing, that's mm-hmm. something you can sing like in a football game when a team is down. Let's get to the getting back up. Yeah, Let's the best get is ahead back of us. Up, you know. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so that's something we try to
0: do is like tap into some of that emotion without the specifics of the current event to try and make it more timeless. And it's a good thing we did because otherwise if they'd passed, it'd be like, well, okay, well, that's dead. That's too bad. I wasted that demo money, you know, but now it's like, all yeah. right, well, we can pitch it to these other artists. It's got definitely got an Alan Jackson vibe, but if we need to change that up a little bit, we can, or we pitch it to him for the next record. Cause it's not going to be like, oh, well that was about the pandemic. That's over now. Yeah, now, It's about a relationship, but it's also just a good positive thing um uh, another thing about like the political stuff it was interesting when i when i first signed over at major bob music um you know i brought in several songs into my schedule a which is kind of what you bring into the deal with you and they're like yeah man you you got some songs that are like similar to what uh, neil thrasher's doing like along the same lines which is a huge compliment because neil thrasher he <laughs> yeah, wrote hell yeah there goes my life uh just I don't know, so many, you know, Fast Cars and Freedom and so many great, great songs. Uh, I'm like, well, thank you. And one of the ones they were talking about was a song called Flyover Country. And so Neil wrote Flyover States for Jason Aldean. Mm. And it was a big hit for Aldean. And I had this song that I wrote with my buddy Tim back in Arkansas. or I guess I was living in Nashville at, at the time, maybe. But it, I wrote it maybe on a trip back home or something. But um, it's called Flyover States. And it got much, and there, it's funny, like, if you compare the two songs, like, they're so similar in so many ways. But then, like, Aldine's is so clearly written to be a big country hit, and ours is not. Uh, <laughs> uh, but in you, the deep cut, <laughs> you, you actually can go compare them because we did get ours cut. We got a cut by Ray Stevens on his We the People record, which was like a oh, political wow. comedy record. Because, man, oh, my, yeah. uh, it was first cut. My buddy Tim cut it on his on his totally independent record called Southwind. And like he he wrote this third verse by himself after we wrote the first two together <laughs> that he just went hard to the paint on the politics. I was oh like, wow, that's cool. We're never getting that cut. Uh, but <laughs> it's cool that it's on your record. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, but then the Ray Stevens opportunity came along, and so I pitched that song exactly one time because right. no one else would touch it. And Ray cut it. I'm like, all right, um, nice. But you can compare the two songs. Like they both start off with some, uh, you know, coast guys on a flight, you know, a coast to coast flight, looking down at the mid Midwest or Middle America, going, why would anyone live down there? So both songs right. start off with that, but then extolling the virtues of the flyover states or flyover country, and you know, so there's a lot of similarities in both of those songs. But <laughs> one thing Alding does, or Neil Thrasher, and his writers co-writers on that, it was not divisive. He threw his arms around everybody. There was no us versus them. Um, in both songs, you know, the the guys flying over the flyover states. Are kind of looking down their noses at it going, what's, what's the point of all this land in the middle, right? And But Aldine's is more like, they just don't know how awesome it is because they've never seen this. They've never seen that. They just don't know. That's why God made those flyover states. Right. Um, whereas uh, ours went more us versus them, kind of the salt of the earth versus the elites. And then it got really political in that third verse. Thank you, Tim. Uh, but it also <laughs> helped to get cut actually just by, you know, on a much, much smaller scale, but I'm still happy with it. Um, there's no enemies. It's like outing through his arms around everybody. He's just like, they, they just don't know how good we have it here. They yeah. aren't evil. They aren't the enemies. No, they aren't the other. They just don't
1: know what we got
0: going yeah. on here. And so. How many
1: movies have been made about that? How many yeah. movies have been made about the busy New York, you know, yeah. super successful person or whatever that I think of, uh, what, what was happened?
0: that? Did you hear about the Morgans and Doc Hollywood and just all these? Yeah, that, yeah. that's
1: really light. And then uh, what was the one with um, uh, gosh, um, Harrison Ford witness? Uh <laughs> now who is who's who's the uh, uh, the Sundance Kid? Um, who are the actors? It's oh Robert Redford. Redford? Robert Redford, is a Robert Redford movie, uh-huh. and it and it was the um, it was the horse one, like um, the horse whisperer the horse whisperer okay yeah that's all about that you know okay. where she's out there like what do you he's like i just wake up in the morning and i know what i gotta do today you know yeah. and it's just like a simple life and it's yeah. like and it just seems so uncomplicated for her and it like shit like uh, against her own will it sort of unravels
0: mm-hmm.
1: her life you know what yeah. i mean and, and into a better place mm-hmm. and uh and a better understanding and a better relationship and with her kid and you know all that it's like fascinating but that part was in there that component was in there mm-hmm. you know
0: yeah. yeah um and so it was really instructive for me looking at those two songs going oh that's how you take the probably the same seed of an idea for both songs and, make it a big and hit go song. that's how you write a hit you know, like, oh, thank you, Mr. Thrasher, for the lesson in songwriting. Mm-hmm. I got to compare those two <laughs> things and hopefully learning some from it. Uh, I, still, uh-huh. I still like my rate cut. He's on my wall behind me. But um, uh, and that made me think of also. Uh, nice
1: like, wall, by the way, buddy. Congratulations. I got the that wall back, back up.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I think about the song God Bless the USA, you know, Lee Greenwood. Classic, Man. right? Timeless. Now, I, I don't know all the details about why he wrote that, what was going on. But um, you know, I think it was like 70s or 80s, Cold War. Now imagine Lee had taken the Soviets to task by name. You know, if he'd Uh. mentioned whoever was ahead of the Soviet Union at the time and whatever, it like it wouldn't be as timeless. Instead, he focused on you know America. And if I had to start all over with my family, you know, whatever, I'd I'd thank my lucky stars to be here in America. Uh-huh. If everything I worked for was gone and I had to start over, I thank God that I was right here to do it, in America. Uh-huh. And it's just this, you know, yeah, this proud to be an American. Um, it's timeless, and it wouldn't have been so timeless, I think, if it had a bunch of current event stuff in there. But who knows, it very well may have come from, <clears throat> you know, looking oh, I, at the Cold War going up. on, going, I'm, I'm choosing a side here. But he... So that may have started, I don't know.
1: Right? it definitely was a patriotic yes mm-hmm. song yes. you know and so what what made him feel that patriotic? I mean yeah, it might have I, been know.
0: that contrast with the Cold War going on with the Soviets, uh, but you focus on the positive, the timelessness of it so people could tap into that. and so for many people, it may have been, "I'm proud to be an American versus one of them Tommy Reds, right or whatever. And so these days, right. though, you hear, you may think I'm proud to be an American versus all those Americans that aren't proud to be an American. Right. Yeah, you know, there are many ways you can tap into Fair that enough. kind of timeless. Thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. All of a
1: sudden it applies. It applies. 40 years later. Yeah. Instead of yeah. sticking
0: your thumb in the eye of the communist, you're sticking overseas. You're sticking your eye in the the thumb in the eye of the communist at home or whatever. And so yeah. politics aside from that, like whatever you fall on, that, that's not the point. The point is like you took something current event and what's going on and that emotion and going, OK, well, how can I write this intelligently to give it as much timelessness as possible, maybe to be more positive where this thing can last for, you know, I, I mean, I doubt he knew what he had i mean how can you know what you have with a song like that but mm-hmm. um you know versus we're not going to still be singing courtesy of the red white and blue <laughs> you know right and now it, <laughs> the song did its job uh so i'm not belittling the song i'm just saying you know if you're a writer
1: and it's a big hit for toby and yes. for toby it's a thing that um it, it, i'm sure that's a crowd favorite oh, i'm sure
0: i'm sure. Uh, but it. It, you know is of a time and of a situation, yeah. um, and not as not as applicable as you know these days as it was back then. But as a writer, I want to try and write stuff that's more timeless that can, for one thing, if as I'm pitching it, again with like the Alan Jackson thing, we didn't write it about lockdown, but it's really about coming out of lockdown. Let's get to the getting back up. Let's go. Let's get up. But it could very easily apply to the economic times that we're in. Oh my gosh, I'm ready for inflation to stop and I'm ready for the shelves to have stuff on it again. I'm ready for people to get back to work so businesses be open at the regular hours. Let's get to the getting back up people. Come on. Yeah. It's about all I can apply to all that, but it's like, well, let's make it about a relationship because that's timeless. And it's a positive sentiment. And so I just want to encourage you guys to think about that. If you're aiming for that kind of commercial success, especially if you're not the artist who can put the song out yourself, like take that emotion, take what that event is, is making you feel and go, OK, how can I write that in a way that is maybe a positive, more of a positive statement? Because in general, positive beats negative, like, you know, aim- pointing up to a, a higher source and a, a higher uh, emotion beats pointing a finger at somebody in general. And That's right. So, like to come back to Papa's Tommy, Papa Tommy's thing about the trucker thing, you know, which is a big thing going on in Canada because there are lockdowns and you have to be vaccinated or you can't be a trucker. 90% of them are vaccinated anyway and they're like I'm pretty much socially distanced like this is like this is what we do and we want to still keep our jobs even if we're not vaccinated and so they're you know blocking off some roads and different stuff it's called the freedom convoy it's like okay how can you take that emotion that you may have watching that and get and go okay if you're on that their side of it how can you just write say a pro freedom song
1: well that, you know, yeah that's a, it. I mean you
0: know freedom convoy kind of thing. Like how do you yeah, make freedom it convoy positive and timeless yeah. that could have resonance? Yes. For that situation, but also for so many situations to come without being vague and watered down. It, there's an art and a craft to it for sure. It's not easy to do, but if you want to have commercial success, I think it's, uh, it's worth your time to think about that stuff and to try to figure that because stuff pro out.
1: Freedom is, is going to work. You know, I think uh, <clears throat> on the positive Aside of that you've seen other countries have convoys mm-hmm. that are supporting those people up in canada yeah. in america israel just had one uh or is having one right now um and the pro freedom thing just i i think would win too because the you know the latest news is that they're gonna um they've enacted some, some emergency, emergency measures to be able to freeze bank accounts and yeah. tow trucks and, mm-hmm. and, and and of anybody, you know, quote unquote suspected of whatever and that's where it gets dicey you know because yes. i mean it, come on it's a government it's any government it's it's just, this isn't a political thing it's like government sucks at efficiency <laughs> and so whenever they can do something as as harsh as that as freeze your bank account based on who is suspected by some low-level friggin government worker i don't care what side of the aisle it is it's just it's a bad thing that's bad. Yeah. You know, there, there's well, no way you like, like it's bad enough. Like you have that on Facebook, mm-hmm. right? Like when something goes wrong on Facebook and there's nobody to talk to and there's nothing that makes any sense and you didn't violate anything, but something happened. And now you've been this or that or whatever. Yeah, now Facebook imagine jail. it's your yeah. paycheck.
0: Imagine it's your paycheck. Yeah. Instead of Facebook jail, it's paycheck jail or,
1: or, or imprisonment or yeah. real jail.
0: Yeah. Well, the way I look at it uh, is, you know, we, we give the government, these powers. It's like, uh, you know, give them the keys to the car and it's like, okay, now we want to have the car just be able to run over these people or to run over yeah. people. Okay. Now just remember every four years, we give the keys to somebody else. Now just and somebody
1: else is driving. Somebody That's else right. is it's driving.
0: Right. So they, now the car can we still run we, over people. We don't but, want
1: that to be subjective.
0: They may turn down your street now. So that's are you right. sure you want them to run it over those people? Cause now someone else is going to drive and they can, right. they'll be going down your neighborhood where your kids are. That should definitely have our
1: attention. Uh, so those but, kinds of things though, without being specific mm-hmm. about that, but that whole idea is something that you can, you know, that you can express right. And, it's, and really resonate and, and comment on what's happening, but also make it more timeless. Yeah.
0: So anyway, who knows? We've probably lost people already on this. But that that's just what I want to talk about. Just give you some food for thought and and hopefully help you on your journey and, and write uh, smart and effectively. And again, you just run it through your own goals and aspirations for your writing, and hopefully this is some helpful for you.
1: There you go. All right, man. Um, well, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb All right. episode. All right. All right. Join the Climb community. Subscribe or follow the podcast. Tell a friend about it. Leave a rating and review. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing.
0: And we'll see you at the top.